1: On
3: April 4th, 1968, Dr. Martin Luther King was shot and killed in Memphis. A
1: petty criminal named James Earl Ray was arrested. Case closed, right? James Earl Ray was a pawn for the official story. Some
3: of the evidence, as far as I was concerned, did not match the circumstances.
2: This is the MLK Tapes. The first episodes are available now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect Presents features honest conversations and exclusive interviews. A space for artists, everyday people, and listeners to amplify, elevate, and empower Black voices with great conversations. Make sure to listen to the Black Effect Presents podcast on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest.
2: Find
3: a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know, he's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money-Making Conversations. Here we go. Hi, welcome to Money-Making Conversations. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. Like I say all the time when I start this show, it's about you. It's about stop reading other people's success story. It's about you. You need to start writing your own success story, your story, the story that you believe in, the story that you've worked hard to contribute to. And people talk about gifts and passion. I hear that on TV all the time. I hear in books, people writing books about gifts. What about your gifts? Are you leading with your gifts? And when you lead with your gifts, don't let your age, friends, family or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. Making them the excuse as to why you're not living your dreams or pursuing your dreams It's about you. That's what money-making conversation is all about, It's about you. My interviews I provide are for you, whether you're a consumer or a business owner. I interview celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. My next guest is one of my favorite people I've just recently came in contact with. I'm from Houston, Texas. And he's based in Dallas, Texas. Justin L. Rhodes, or J. Rhodes. He's an award-winning music producer, raptivist, and creator from Dallas, Texas. He's worked with artists like Dr. Dre, Lecrae. The Game, Rick Ross, Slim Thug, Waka Flocka, and many more talented artists have been backed by J. Rhodes Productions. But his talent as a filmmaker is what we're going to talk about on this show and his career. Everything has perfectly intersected with his ability, his visionary skill in the visual world. In 2016, Rhodes and his business partner, Corey Williams, dove headfirst into the world of film with little to no experience. In less than five years, he's amassed quite the resume and his next film, It's a Wonderful Plight is a hip-hop musical that attacks systematic racism through song in an authentic but lighthearted manner. The project went from a mere idea to being deemed one of the biggest movies of the summer by USA Today. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations for the very first time, Jay Rhodes.
2: Man, thank you for having me, man. that just... The intro makes me feel like somebody. I really appreciate you. So shouts out to Dallas, shouts out to Houston, shouts out to Texas in general.
3: Come on now. Yeah, you the big Texas. Now we big Texas boys talking here <laughs> exactly. now. Everything Hopefully we got good, our right? little beard. you know. I'm a little older, so I've <laughs> lost my hair, J. Rhodes, okay? <laughs> I'm not I'm not projecting anything on you, but I lost my hair now. i uh, it's not good. It's not happen. Hey,
2: you, you did the right thing though. Everybody has their day and you and you made it work for you. So uh, thank you for having me on your wonderful show, man. I'll all those illustrious guests you have. And just, it means so much to me just because like the fact that a lot of people wait until somebody is already there to interview them. I, I'm glad that you see the upward trajectory and that you deem me worth, you know, your interview as we uh, are on our ascent into the entertainment world. So I really appreciate you and your team for having
3: me. Cool. Hey, Jay Rose, let's go be real about you as a talent. You know, um, I've been pigeonholed. I've been told, um, what I'm supposed to be doing. I worked. At, I got my degrees in mathematics. I worked for IBM. All these. When you and then I then I decided to tell everybody I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. Then I became <laughs> successful as a stand-up comedian, and I wanted to be a writer. People go, why, 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 why you want to write? Why, what's wrong with that? Then I was a successful sitcom writer, and I started managing Steve Harvey. They go, whoa, 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 whoa. why you want to manage him? And so along the way, people will pigeonhole you, being a successful producer. And you decided to embark in a visual world, or even though you have music videos as a music producer, but the film world. Why did people question you? And how did you, I say, respond to those questions?
2: Man, that's a great that's a great statement. Great question, because when you have success in something, what would people deem success? Because people deem success as Maybe monetary, or if you're getting placements, or if you're aligned with certain individuals, and yes, that's success to a point. But the ultimate success is what makes you feel good. And I love music, but just being a music producer only, and it's, it's, it's a sense of uh, just waiting game. And that you make beats, no matter how dope they are, it's a lot of politics. But you're just waiting on artists and the connections to align yourself to make certain music. So you get the placement, it's out, and that's it. But my thing is, as much as I love music production, there's so much more to that. Right. I had so much more talents than that. So success to me is really fulfilling and going after your dreams. So I uh, equated to, like, with the, with the world of music production, it was a road that I was traveling, it was clear, but that road ended at some point. Now for me to get where I wanted to be as a film director, I had to double back on that road, turn around, but at the end of the day, the film road was endless. So sometimes you have to do that and just believe in yourself. People love to pigeonhole people. Like even if you look at Will Smith, he started as a rapper. Right. If, if he never would have talked to Quincy Jones and jumped into there, that was a whole nother world for him with being an actor and with being a content creator. So that's the same thing. Like I say, once you master something, you you do have to master something first. Don't get it twisted. But once you master that thing, you have the right. It's almost like graduate. Once you master a thing, you have the right to move over in another lane and master that thing and then you can bring all those talents together. So like you said, that's what I do with film. So that's for everybody. Do as much as you can do, but just master each thing and then move on and do something else. But be whatever you want to be. It's never too late in life to say, hey, this is cool, but I want to do something else. Now your company, uh 1091 Pictures. Mm-hmm.
3: Help us out with that name. 1091 Pictures. Help us out with that.
2: Uh 10 10- the distribution company that picked up our film. So, uh, you know, I'm with Vintage Rose Productions. That's my Mm -hmm. film and um, music company, et cetera. 1091 Pictures is the distribution company. Mm -hmm. They do a lot of great work, get a lot of uh, Mm -hmm. content on Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, some of your, Mm -hmm. you know, your, your biggest streaming services. And they love the film. They wanted to film back in Black History Month. Right. But we were working out some other deals and we were like, hey, well, we may not be able to do Black History Month. But let's try to do something for Juneteenth. And you're from Texas. So you know, you know what Juneteenth means to us. So I, I kind of wanted that conversation to be going down around then. So yeah, 10, 1091 is our distribution company and they they're a very great partner. Well, you know, I always get I always get a with this, you know, everybody's celebrating Juneteenth like they just found
3: it last week. You know, Texas <laughs> boy, we've been selling Juneteenth for years. They Man, off come home. You know, the Texas, nation's late. They late. Talking about they've been celebrating, you know, at their house, you know, amongst their family members. We in Texas, we've been celebrating. Hey, you got a day off from work? It's been doing a yep. real thing. Now your your, your skill set, man. You know, when when I look at you, man, you're uh, you're a wonderful person. The movie uh, is a wonderful plight, which in my mind is a takeoff of uh, the famous "It's a Wonderful Life," because you 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 go through a journey. You take a white character, and let's talk about this white character because uh, you know hip hop music. Introduced a lot of uh, white white um, fans to music that used the n word, that delved mm. into black culture, and mm-hmm. so I I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. I used to go through the airport, and uh, I could I could see little white guys, kids with uh, he, with uh, headphones on, and they rapping the lyrics, and they said the n word low, of course, but they just mm-hmm. it was nothing for them. Some of the athletes in the NFL have gotten in trouble, or in basketball, because they've said lyrics on their social media lines because these are lyrics that they reference from music that they heard. So this, it was just a perfect inroad to develop in a storyline about a white character who is accepting the white culture, the black culture, but not living the white, the black experience.
2: Correct? Yes, sir. sir. That's exactly what that is. And we deal with that every day um, in the sense of everything like, everything that black people touch just blows up and it becomes culture. Mm -hmm. Like you, even if you look at what basketball players do from Michael Jackson, LeBron James, um, Jay-Z, et cetera, like our culture is picked from and we can do something first and it can be deemed ghetto, uh, whatever. But then when white culture does it, then it becomes accepted and popular. It's just almost like gentrifying our style the same way they gentrify, you know, our neighborhoods. And so the whole thing is if if you, love Black culture so much. Right. If we're so embedded and ingrained in the United States when it comes to entertainment. Because even back in, um back in the old days, you know, like, uh, we could entertain, you know, white people, but we still couldn't sit at their tables. But, you know, we could entertain them. So it's almost the same thing. It's like, if we're so beautiful, if you love our culture so much, you right. love our songs, you love what we do, then you have to ingrain yourself in our struggle and why our music is like it is and why we have the rhythm that we have. That comes from a lot of struggle. That comes from a, a lot of a lot of things. And and it's not all struggle. Sometimes we're so disconnected from our history that we don't you know, we forget that we were kings and queens because we never have lived that reality. But it is the truth. And it's just the fact that um, everyone in this country, man, they, they benefit. From Black culture, and I just wanted the story to show to take someone like that—that you 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 don't even know that just because you don't have a KKK hood on or you're not waving a Confederate flag that you have some you know some ingrained racial issues in you, and that's those are the things that we want to attack because you know if you love our culture, we come with that. You know,
0: it's finally here—the season of celebration—and no matter how you celebrate with family and friends. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide committed to the health and well-being of our communities. No matter how you celebrate, when you shop at Kohl's, you're right where you belong. So this season, give with all your heart with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com. Look through your children's eyes to see the true
1: magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure in pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world.
3: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
0: If I could be you. And you could be me. For just one hour.
3: If you could find a way.
0: To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes.
3: Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk Walk a mile mile in my my shoes. shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
2: Walk a mile in my shoes.
3: Hey, J. Rose, am am I talking to the
2: modern day Spike Lee? Come on, man. My brother. I love I love that. I will accept that, even though that's those are the big shoes to feel, I think, in 2021 with where I'm going and how how like my thing is, I can make other type of films. but I just feel all of my films will. They have they have racial undertones because I feel that everything in the world has those undertones. And I love Spike Lee. I love what he's contributed and contributing to the culture. So honestly man i will wear that and i and i will i will really try to make good on that but i'm here and as long as god giving me breath i'm gonna speak our stories in a real true right true way and i'm gonna speak truth to power. so uh thank you for that you you made my day with that comparison hey
3: man i'm telling you because there's humor you 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 you' you're you, 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 not only the music side but the visual side that you're walking into the film side of it and you self-talk in this whole arena. So it's a lot of authentic and, and, you know, you're doing things on film that people go, you're not supposed to do it that way. Well, that's the way I want to do it. You know, I want to shoot <clears> it that way. And that brings out an element of, 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 of freshness. I want to say yes. when I'm watching you talk and watching you, you participate and be a part of, because, you know, you know, you are on screen as well as behind the screen, you're directing, you're directing, but like they said, man, black man, make it white man, take it.
2: Amen, <laughs> <laughs> hey, man man and um yeah I man you you know first of all not only this is a dope interview just because it's a dope interview but you know I've done so many of these but it's just the fact that I see you really are picking up on things that I've put in the film and it's cool when because people see things on the surface level but I really appreciate the fact that you kind of see the in-depth things that it's not traditional filming, it's not traditional camera angles, but the same way Spike Lee has that dolly effect and he brought something new to the game, I think with our camera angles and with our our cool, you know, unapologetic take on filming and, and storytelling, that we do bring something uh, different to the industry and being self-taught, uh, you know, has a lot to do with that. So I, it's, I appreciate you really seeing that because we, we pride ourselves on being original and on being unique and <laughs> telling our stories in a different way, you know? Well,
3: you know, Jero, uh, I'm just laughing because as I, as I interview you, I'm just going through different parts of the of the movie. And uh, before I even get in detail, tell everybody about the movie and tell everybody why you made the movie. Second, let's make sure there's separate r- responses about the movie and why you made the movie. And we're talking okay. about the uh, white plight.
2: Okay. So it's a wonderful play about the movie. It's mm-hmm. a movie. It's a hip hop musical, and it takes Scott, a character with uh, Joseph, the hotel, who's you know kind of like this woke spirit. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's a Wonderful Life meets a Christmas Carol, but instead yes. of going through the ghost of Christmas past, present, and future, we're taking the character through you know woke past, present, and future, like taking them through the uh, Atlantic slave trade, taking them through the civil rights movement, and you know modern day gentrification, etc. Just to enlighten because I think a lot of times people and white people are ignorant um, to these facts, you know? So basically about the film, let me start with, stay with about the film, but that's pretty much the gist. And at the end, the whole thing is what we're calling it is ally training to help Scott to some of his biases and prejudices (laughs) that he may not even know, knew that he had in order to create an ally and in order to really make a better world. And the reason that I made it is because if I can start there, I think, racism is a problem that black people didn't create right but we're always tasked with ridding ourselves of it. what can we do to end racism what can we we didn't create it and i got that from uh, uh daniel Kalu. I, I i hate he's one of my favorite actors i hope i'm not pronouncing his name wrong and if i am i need to get it right but it's just that whole fact like we didn't create it so we're targeting you know in essence the the people and the ancestors who created it so that they can be tasked with knowing what they can do to help, you know, make make this a better world. But at the same time, you know, we did make it for, for we made it for us. We, we were unapologetic. We wanted to make something for us. Like, it was a lot of people like, hey, you know, I know this is an indie film, but if you want to get it here, you may need to do this to appease this certain group or appease this certain group. We didn't do that at all. We were like, hey, this is what we're going to make. They're going to either get with it or it's the right people going to get with it. And, and if, the you know, people that don't get with it, it wasn't for them. I think black people have the right to make films that are for them. Hollywood and white people don't have to, you know, you know, tailor their stuff to, you know, for the masses. They just make it and you have to get with it. So it's fair for us to have those same type of films. And that's, it's a wonderful play
1: at ADP. We work with more than 860,000 companies worldwide. That gives us a pretty good idea of how to help businesses grow stronger, whether it's through data insights that help you make informed decisions about building a team that works better as a team. Or by keeping you ahead of thousands of changing regulations so you can keep ahead of everything else. Like building that better team. Grow stronger with ADP. HR talent, time, and payroll. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure in pebbles. And connect with this. We reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
3: Well, I'm going to tell you something. First of all, I apologize. I said white plight. It's a wonderful plight. It's the name of the movie. I'm interviewing Jay Rhodes straight out of Dallas, Texas. And there's some funny moments in this movie throughout. I always tell people sometimes you can deliver a message through humor, because my background is a comedian, mm-hmm. but truth comes out of humor because you're taking it, you're getting it from somewhere. I'm telling you, you can't tell a joke. The joke came from something you saw or something you experienced. Well, in common, you just bend it so when the information comes out, it's funny. Now, mm-hmm. one of the at the very top of the movie, the character says Scott. Scott is the typical. He's into the black culture. His roommate say he loves the black culture, but his roommate even questions him, but Damn. he denies it. So when he goes on this journey led by the character that Jay Rhodes plays, he starts to get insight on things that he are typically, let me, let me, let me slow everything down. When you watch CNN, CNN will make you believe that, or, or especially Fox News, they'll make you believe that all black people are welfare, all black people out there committing crimes. All black, only black people are in jail. That's the story they want to tell because it strikes fear and it can resonate with a certain audience that they want to watch their network, especially on Fox News. And so your journey is tapping into somebody, a character that says he's pro black, as you say, an ally. But as he goes through, and one of the great questions at the very top was gentrification. And he responds, and you said, and this is a long pause. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Just doing stuff that he would do that nobody would tell him to do. It's a long pause. He go, man, I'm gonna slap you. <laughs> yeah. Based on his response, that is so funny to me because that is so real. And so when you when you developing these these relationships with the actor on screen, talk about Scott's character because he is white in real life. What did yeah. he learn from the script and the journey that this movie put him on in real life?
2: Well, in real life, the the funny thing, and I'm going to be a little short with but it's funny that you asked that the more interviews we're having, the more it's getting unveiled, to be totally honest. And we're working that out. But in real life, he passed Ally Training. I mean, in um, in the movie, he passed Ally Training and we thought everything was good. But there were some situations before the film blew up that in real life, I, I, I think he failed Ally Training. Like on our tour, we haven't been. Uh, as this movie is receiving so much success, Mm -hmm. you know, um, uh, the actor who who plays Scott uh, Brian, he hasn't been, you know, with us on a tour, et cetera, because there was a lot of things where, you know, I think it's, uh, I don't know exactly what happened, but there were some There were some things where we we had a a falling out because of some of the messaging when we knew what the messaging was going to be before. But as the film, you know, developed and as he really in real life knew what he was taking on before the success, of course, and how big it was going to be, it got a little scary for him. Mm -hmm. So to be totally honest, the film uh, actually was art imitating life because in the real world, uh, once it really came to like really... The whole thing about It's a Wonderful Play is white people putting down their privileges and accepting the scars figuratively that our people have took literally. Yeah. So there was artwork where, you know, just, and you're, you're getting exclusive because you deserve it. If like there was artwork, initial artwork that we were going to put out that had like a, a, a white man. It was, it was graphic, but we ended up not going with it because it wasn't the tenor of the film, but we were experimenting. And it was a white man with slashes on his back spelled out, it's a wonderful play. And it wasn't to be, Uh, The whole point of it, even though it was graphic, was like, if you want to be an ally, this is the stuff that you have to endure. You have to take the figurative lashes of slavery and the figurative lashes that our ancestors received. He was very upset and hurt by the artwork. And it was more like, hey, you know, it's just expression. And secondly, even if you were upset, we can talk about it. Thirdly, the whole point is that you passed ally training in a film. But it's also like in the real world. If you're so upset by these figurative lashes of some artwork that nobody has not even yet seen, right. then how do you think that me and my ancestors feel about the literal of uh, lashes that we have gotten, even to this day, with getting, you know, uh, unlawfully killed by police brutality right. and uh, unfairly uh, prisoned at a, a more alarming rates? So that's a great question. And I can go all day on that. Um, God bless him as an actor. Thank, I'm very thankful for him contributing his skill set to this film. But it's still it, I think we're all still healing from a lot of things that this that this film has brought about when we were having to face real truths. Well, you know, I, as, as you said, Jay Rhodes, I'm
3: into this movie. Okay? I'm into who you are. And that's why the questions in my background allows me to ask the question I asked about the actor. Because mm-hmm. it's it's different when you get into the moment. You you can listen to a music, you can walk away. He's 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 um constructed a work of art. Like I was talking to my wife and she was saying we always notice how many interracial couples are more on commerc- TV commercials now. Look at TV yeah. commercials. Remember just five years ago when they got mad when on the Cheerios, when the little white kid woke up a. Uh, The little kid woke up, the dad and the mom was white. Now, they were mad at that Mm -hmm. five years ago. Now, you can't turn on TV and not see interracial opportunities (laughs) or relationships, laying in bed, selling mattresses, buying cars, eating hamburgers together, because that's where we're at. And so, let's go back to 2020. And this was the reality of black and white, the George Floyd situation. When that Mm. happened, I could tell you I got a number of calls from white people people who I do business with, people who call me their friends, who were stunned. And that's what your character is in this A Wonderful Plight. He's stunned Mm -hmm. because he thought he understood Black culture through the music. He thought Mm -hmm. he understood the pain. He thought he understood the racism. And that's the beauty of your movie is that you're telling people you have to experience it. If you want to know how it feels to live in the hood, come live in the hood. You want to have the spirit, but unless you change your skin color, you will never truly understand the burden that we carry. Mm-hmm. That's powerful, J-Rose. That's
2: really powerful. Man, it, it is. And um it's it's a blessing because this is the beginning of just a strong ascent into this in this realm, just the way the film is going worldwide. So it feels good to, you know, hear from people like you that understand why I did it and appreciate why I did it and appreciate the messaging and get it. You know what I mean? It's like, and people can get it on a lot of different levels. Like it's some people that get it on a first tier level. Like the music is great and he's talking about certain things, but it's people like you that get it on all the different layers and that's even more rewarding. But I'm happy that we got to put this work of art out into the world. Because if you think about any revolution that has started and any culture that has changed, it has come from the arts. You know, the arts has spearheaded that. So it's like, I think in this day and age, they fooled us to think that slavery was gone and, 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 and things were gone, but they still there. They're just, you know, uh, hidden. I think, you know, some administrations have helped it come out more in the forefront, but art like this, where people appreciate and they get, is really going to uh, help move the culture and really uh, help spark a conversation. And not just the conversation, because I think, I'm not opposed to marching. I'm not opposed to conversations, but I'm just my thing is I'm opposed to going on a hamster wheel and a merry-go-round. It's time for things to really change. It's time for us to really get what we want. As much as I love Juneteenth, I'm not trying to go on a tangent, but now I'm just speaking from the heart. As much as Juneteenth is close to me, we didn't. It's cool that it's a national holiday. That's not what we ask for. We'll take it. We'll take the day off. But we're asking for reparations. We're asking for fair treatment. And we're, we're just asking to be equal. And, and I, they lucky, like man, I forget this video that I saw, but they lucky that we're just asking for equality and not revenge. In essence, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> right. So not to just go too hard or too off the tangent. It's time for real changes and in our art, in our raptivism, and in everything we do. We need to be expressing that. So I, I'm just so happy that this music is getting. I mean, this is, this movie is getting the light shed on it that it should. Well, you know the thing about it, and
3: thank you for those comments. And uh, I, I echo the sentiment of what you are saying. You know, it's like you know you can. We're so humble because we don't want to get pushed in the face or kicked in the face by asking for too much of what we rightfully deserve. Because guess mm. what, we already getting kicked, and we ain't, we're not even asking. Okay, so <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So if you start to ask, what happens then? Can I go in my home? Is somebody waiting to take me out because I want to make a little noise about what I deserve? But in music, music is a beautiful thing, and that's that's your base. That's where you your your, your fame grew as a producer. But music has always given activists or civil rights leaders or black movements a voice, and, and music has some ways. You know, when you go in the 60s and then when Disco came out, all activism music died. They ain't had nothing <laughs> to say. What brought back activism was basically rap music. Okay? <laughs> and it brought it back, it brought it back with force, it, it it, screamed the plight of the ghetto. This is how we live. This is what's happening to us. This is how police treating us. And everybody, and they push back on that. And now when I see what you're doing now with film, that's why I, that's why I have to be complimentary of you. You've just taken a gift that you you have you have you've honed in music, and listened and lived. Now you're putting it on the screen, man. That's beautiful work, brother. You cannot stop J. Rhodes. You can. This man. is the start of what you are meant to do. Music will always be your base. I'm telling you something. I'm not talking about the music, but the music is cold, outstanding, <laughs> outstanding. And here's the beauty of his music. He's teaching you. He's educating you with the music. I'm like, man, you know, you know, you know, I'm older than you. So I got, I got to play stuff back a couple of times, Jay. Then get the lyrics right. You know what I'm saying?
2: But man, you're cold soldier, brother. You're a cold soldier. Thank man. you, my brother. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. That means everything. And speaking of the music, um, most of the music was made first before we wrote the script. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what happened. So we built the script around the music. And that's why the music is the center. But that's why it all connects together. But I did the song about uh, Rest His Soul, God Bless the Dead, uh, both of John. I wrote that one on the spot uh, because we weren't even going to do a song about it, but we wanted to pay pop proper and uh, respectful tribute to uh, his situation and his mm-hmm. family. We didn't want to make it uh, trauma porn, but we did want to uh, talk about the situation. And I, like we, we wrote it, or oh, I wrote it like The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but in a very, you know, because it's, it's it's that just justice position and um kind of like that contradiction of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air kind of song mm-hmm. but at the same time we're talking we're rapping in a light-hearted manner about something so serious and so vile just being in your home minding your business and becoming a criminal and getting killed and so I say that to say the music is uh, most of it was wrote before the film some things were created after but even some of the other artists that contributed their music from uh, Saba the Goddess to Vandale Andrew um, and my boy Claiborne mixed a lot of the joints. Whoever I'm missing, I apologize. Blaming on my uh, mind, not my heart. But <laughs> it all it made a great musical palette, and I love it because. And to end in that statement, I'm not even a big fan of traditional musicals. You know, uh, I like them. They okay, but I didn't want this to come off corny or musically. I wanted to be more of a film that uh, was assisted by music, and I'm gonna be making a uh, part two and i think that's the same formula that i'm going to do because it's a lot of people that aren't even big fans of musicals that right. really love this and i think it's cuz the music is so hard and so you know real and and it's just like like a hip hop musical and that's why i titled it that
3: but it's like uh you know man um It's just beautiful music, you know. I'm talking to Jay Rhodes. His movie, it's a wonderful plight. It's a hip hop musical that attacks systematic racism through song in an authentic but lighthearted manner. And it's funny, and it's it's fun, it's dramatic, it's um. it's statement killer. It, it's, a, it's a journey through history. The project went from a mere idea of being deemed, now it's being deemed one of the biggest movies of the summer by USA Today. But let's talk about Jay Rhodes. One Stop Shop is a director, editor, sound designer, and film score. This allows his vision to impeccably come to us. Here's a quote I'm going to reshape. His mission is to tell his story and the story of our people in a unique, creative, forward-thinking, and empowering way. That's Jay Rhodes. You are a blessing, my friend. You are a gifted brother. Your talents—please keep me in the loop with you, man. I want to promote and hype anything you do. And if you—if if if something comes out, Jay Rhodes, and I don't know about it. 240 miles separates Houston from Dallas. I live in Atlanta.
2: You're going to come up 45? I'm going to come for you. I'm going to come, come up, up for you.
3: I'm going to come, come up 45. for you. I'm going to come up for you. Just let you know. I know <laughs> how far you are from Houston. I definitely can get down there on Delta Airlines
2: from Atlanta, Georgia, because you're special. Well, you ain't going to have to worry about that. You ain't going to have to worry about Atlanta. You're, like, you're gonna, anything that I do, you're going to be tapped in with. Um, I really appreciate you, and thank you for having me, man.
3: Again, man, uh, you know, Amazon Prime, I, I, I'm watching that tonight, checking it out with my family, my daughter. She's, she's she's in college. She needs to see this. Everybody needs to see this. But more importantly, we need to find out who our allies are
2: and see if we mm. can put them to work. <laughs> put them to the test. Put it to the test. Just because uh, you listen to our music, that ain't it. We got to put them to the test.
3: <laughs> I love it, man. Thank you, J. Rose, for coming on Money Making Conversations.
2: Thank you for having me. Okay, if you want to hear
3: any interview, of interviews or see any of my interviews, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host.
0: In this season of giving, Kohl's has gifts for all your loved ones. For those who like to keep it cozy, find fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Or support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide. Give with all your heart this season with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com.
2: And we're back. Well, tax season's here, folks, and you know... Hi there. Whoa, where'd you come from?
0: April here to tell you about the tax
3: filing software from TaxAct.
2: Seriously, were you like hiding behind my desk?
3: Seriously, TaxAct makes it easy to get your maximum refund.
2: Well, you heard it here first, folks.
3: Switch to TaxAct today and you can start for free.
1: Or as we say in Radioland... (laughs) (laughs) Land. Subtle. Tax Act. File for less and get more. Restrictions apply. Price at at filing. Subject to change. See taxact.com for details. What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.